You're listening to the Super Talk podcast, produced by the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, shaping profit to member super. Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Gary West and I'm the Senior Manager, Media and Communications with AIST. Today we'll be looking at MetLife Australia's Employee Benefits Trend Study. Joining me is Andre Pertel, Head of Research and Insights at MetLife Australia. Among the topics you'll be hearing about today are the rise of the whole employee, employee well-being, employee satisfaction, loyalty and retention risk, and the role of employers. Andre, thanks for joining me today. Before we discuss the findings of the MetLife Employee Benefits Trend Study, can you talk about the study in terms of who was surveyed, how many, and when? Well, thanks for having me on Supertalk, Gary. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. The MetLife Employee Benefits Trends Study, or EBTS for short, looks into workplace trends and the value that benefits plays in helping to attract and retain key talent. Um, earlier this year, MetLife in the US released its 20th anniversary uh, of its report. Uh, and in August, we went afield with our own Australian study, um, actually the six of its kind. The field work consisted of uh, two distinct online surveys, uh, one with over 300 employers um, and specifically uh, decision makers or, or influencers with regards to employee benefits offered at that particular company. Um, and the, the other survey we did was with over a thousand employees um, being representative sample of the Australian working population. Can you take us through some of the high-level findings of the study and why these findings might be useful for superannuation funds? Yeah, sure. Um, well, well, firstly, uh, the research presents a great opportunity for super funds to engage with employers. Um, often, uh, many employers, uh, particularly the smaller ones, uh, may not have access to the level of insights that's covered in this research. Um, the, the fact that this research covers both employee and employer perspectives and can look back on previous years to measure movements, um, it's extremely valuable, not to mention timely and relevant. Um, I think um, there are plenty of insights um, that we uncovered in the research. Um, some of the key ones uh, for me uh, include the fact that 44% uh, of employees uh, claim to be mentally checked out of their job. Um, that 70% of employees say that there are benefits they are interested in that their employer doesn't currently offer. Um, others, uh, there's one in two employees have either moved on or, or considered leaving their job over the past 12 months. Um, and that one in three employers claim that their retention rate has been less than 60% over the past 12 months. Uh, I mean, I could keep going on, but, but certainly um, some staggering results there, but, but also it presents plenty of great opportunities. Um, what I might also add, though, is that whilst many employers claim to have actually increased their investment in employee benefits over the past year or last couple of years, uh, particularly the, 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 the mid to large size companies, um, given the stats I just shared around unmet benefit needs, employers 
really need to measure the effectiveness of these investments over the last couple of years. And, and if needed, um, they may potentially need a pivot. I understand the study looked at the rise of the, quote, whole employee, unquote. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, well, well, in light of what we've all experienced over the last few years, it's, it's vital for employers to better understand this whole employee. That is, you know, with work and home life blending together for many of us, employers are expecting, um, you know, to recognize employees' lives, both both inside and, and outside of work. And, and, and employers need to adjust their talent management and benefits that they offer accordingly. Um, look, whilst the power we has um, traditionally sat with employers, particularly during the height of COVID-19, um, the relationship we're seeing based on this research is changing um, with, with employees feeling more empowered by the current job market and they're expecting greater work flexibility and, and work-life balance. The research tells us that employers do recognize the important role they play with regards to the health and well-being of their staff, both inside and, and, and outside of work. Um, and, and employees have made it clear that they expect more support across a wide range of areas. If this is done right, it can be a real win-win opportunity with employees responding with greater levels of engagement, productivity, and importantly, uh, loyalty. How has people's financial health changed in the last few years? Well, um, compared to when we last uh, ran the Australian ABTS, uh, which was in September 2020, um, which you may recall many of us were in lockdown. Um, We've, we've seen two things with regards to employee financial health. Um, one, the percentage of those saying that they are financially healthy has dropped. And two, um, the percentage of those saying they are financially unhealthy has worsened. The top concerns for those rate themselves as financially unhealthy, um, well, they include the cost of living, you know, having enough money to retire and uh, current debt levels. Not sure, uh, you know, the recent inflation numbers we've seen, the, the cash rate pressure uh, coming through uh, and expected to continue to, to get worse. Um, well, they're playing a role. But employers need to be mindful that this is, this reality is essentially impacting employee performance in the workplace. Um, that said, um, based on our research, whilst there is decent employment figures coming through, and this is actually helping to reduce the concerns around job security, um, which was a key concern for employees a, a couple of years ago. Ultimately, what I will say, though, is any action by employers um, with the assistance of super funds with regards to financial wellness, both in the short term and long term, um, helping prepare for any unplanned expenses, well, um, this will certainly be well received by all employees, no matter um, their health status um, with regards to their finances. Are there any employee segments that uh, stand out more than others in terms of how they're feeling about their well-being? Yeah, well, um, generally speaking, when you look at an employee's overall well-being, it, it can be broken into four areas: their, their financial, physical, social, and and mental health. Look, those that rate themselves as being healthy across each of these four areas can be considered themselves as holistically healthy. 
and around four in 10 Australians um, fit this um, criteria. Um, look, there has been a slight uplift compared to two years ago uh, on, on that number, uh, helped by those saying they rate themselves as being physically and socially uh, healthier, which, which I guess makes sense given what we've seen um, over the past uh, couple of years with the lockdowns and restrictions. Um, the data, there is some positive data though that, that, uh, that, that someone who considers themselves holistically healthy, um, well, these employees are more productive, engaged, resilient, more satisfied in their job and likely to remain more loyal. That said, um, in terms of segments, um, look, females are rating their holistic well-being much lower than males, particularly from a financial and physical health perspective, um, with, with mental health not far behind. You know, coming, coming back to, you know, the financial health area, which is the lowest of the four areas, um, employees who are probably most impacted are those that, that are living with a disability, blue-collar workers, low-income earners, uh, and employees roughly around the age of 40 to 55 years. From a mental health perspective, employees aged uh, under 30, they're more likely to rate themselves as being less healthy. Um, whilst relatively speaking, those aged above 50, they're likely to rate their mental health as being higher. Are people actually seeking help for their mental health? Uh, well, well, Gary, the, the short answer is yes, they are. Um, in fact, you know, over the past five years, around one and two uh, working Australians have proactively sought out help from a professional or a loved one uh, for stress, for burnout or, or other mental health related issues. Look, those employee segments that, that have had a high occurrence of seeking help with regards to their mental health, um, they include females, younger Australians. The key reasons why uh, one hasn't rated their mental health as being high um, include the aforementioned financial concerns, um, work-life balance, uh, or, or lack thereof, um, and, and outside work stress, particularly for females. What I will say is this, is despite what we've been through over the past couple of years and much media attention given to the topic, our research reveals that many employees still believe that there's a stigma with regards to getting help from employers with their mental health, uh, mainly for fear that any information they share will actually be used against them. That said, if, if one wanted to get mental health support from their employer, their employee assistance program or EAP would be the first port of call and, and actually um, rated in the top five must-have employee benefits. I think what's clear to me is if, if an employer offers an EAP, they should be dialing up the communications of it, helping employees better understand what it can be used for. You know, for example, we, we, we know that, you know, provide, that some provide financial coaching and support, and we know that's needed given what I've just spoken about. But, but also um, sharing what they can expect along the journey and debunking any myths around a perceived lack of confidentiality. What insights are there about job flexibility and how has this shifted over the last few years? Yeah, well, um, you know, I spoke about, uh, just spoke about must-have employee benefits. What I will say is that, you know, compared with our research before COVID-19, um, we've seen an increased demand for all employee benefits. Um, that said, the, the, the top five must-have employee benefits, according to employees, include number one, flexibility. That was number one in 2019, stayed number one in 2020, and again this year, followed by professional training and development, 
additional personal and carers leave. So that's in addition to annual leave, EAP and TPD insurance. Of course, um, flexibility means different things to different people. And that in itself is creating real issues for employers in terms of catering for this increased demand. Employees want to have a choice on where they work, when they work, what they can wear, and how and when their annual leave can be used. In terms of areas impacting on the workplace over the next five years, employers said that three of the top five areas related to flexibility, specifically working hours, four-day work weeks, and hybrid working. Now, um, Gary, just on the four-day work weeks or, or nine-day fortnights, our research revealed that the majority of employees are interested in it, uh, believe it or not. Um, but, but, but they believe that it will help work-life balance. They'll feel less stress and ultimately it'll improve their motivation while they're at work. However, um, there are some concerns and they relate to having to take a pay cut the practicality of it, the feasibility of it, and, and particularly uh, for certain industries. What I will say is this, an employee that feels that they have a flexible workplace, well, they're more likely to, to, to be less, uh, or they're more likely to be more mentally healthy. Um, they're more loyal, they're more satisfied in their job and less stressed and less burned out. Which results surprised you? And what is the greatest area of opportunity for super funds in terms of how they work with their key employer groups? Um, yeah, well, I, I think uh, the, the, the gender disparity was concerning, um, particularly from a holistic health perspective, um, as, as well as the heightened levels of those thinking of leaving their, their job, um, with, with pay being one driver, but also stress and burnout, a lack of recognition or feeling valued for the work they do. Um, as well as just wanting a better work-life balance. Secondly, um, look, I fully acknowledge the company that I'm representing on this podcast today, but, but we saw um, life insurance products, TPD, IP, death, they all increase as a must-have employee benefit. In fact, um, all of the, out, of, out of all the potential benefits that we, we showed to respondents, um, the life insurance covers um, experienced the greatest percentage uplift um, since 2019. And just adding to that, when asked uh, what would help uh, make employees feel more financially secure if provided by their employer, well, well, outside of giving a higher salary and bonus, life insurance products rated strongly ahead of health and wellness activities and financial education. Employees clearly want financial protection in the current environment. Super funds can play uh, an important role here by helping educate members around having insurance inside super, the benefits of having this, the choices that are available to them. Um, you know, for example, that they can actually change their default cover. Um, lastly, what I'll add is, and of significant importance is the role that communications of employees benefits plays. Employers need to dial this up across multiple avenues all the way throughout the year and not just via email, which is currently the main communication method cited by employers. Employers need to arm their managers to have these discussions with their teams too. Um, this will not only drive up awareness of what's offered, but usage too. If an employee feels satisfied with the range of benefits that are offered to them, they're more likely to be more engaged, more successful, be satisfied in their job and more mentally healthy. 
and importantly, likely to remain more loyal, a win-win for the organization and hopefully lead to a stickier member. From a super fun perspective, clearly a role to play with engaging employers on the various insights covered in today's Super Talk podcast. Super funds are trusted by employers, hence are uniquely positioned to help out on this front, particularly from a financial wellness perspective, including providing any relevant material that can be easily passed on directly to employees. What's clear from the research is that employers are open to getting advice with regards to health and wellbeing strategies, as well as strategies for enhancing the usage and uptake of their employee benefits. If this is done right, it can go a long way to retaining and attracting key talent. That's all for this episode of Super Talk. Thanks to Andre Pertel of MetLife Australia. If you'd like to hear more about this, visit the Thought Leadership section of the MetLife Australia website. For more episodes of Super Talk and for more information on the work of the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, visit our website at aist.asn.au and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.